OTB Sports Rugby. Some of the hype around Jack Crowley has been premature. He's played pretty well, but having him as the second coming of Christ seems to be a little bit aggressive. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. So we're joined by Kira McCormick, who has just signed for Treaty United, uh, former Republic of Ireland international Kira McCormick, ahead of the start of the 2023 Women's Premier Division season. Kira, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Good. How are you? Yeah, good. What was the crack with this? Was it was it always your intention to come and play in this season's league? And were you looking for a club, or did they make contact with you? How did that work? Um, yeah, it was, it definitely wasn't uh, a planned thing. Um, I, Mary Curtin, who I played for Ireland with, um, who's a really good friend of mine is involved with treaty. And, uh, basically in Canada, there's no pro league or any sort of, um, pathway really after players are done university. So, um, yeah, lip, uh, treaty didn't have a great season last year. Talked to Mary, um, and, just again planned to go over to Ireland and we'd sort of just talked about helping out with treaty and then I don't know it just kind of snowballed and I just sort of said like I've been playing and pretty fit since I stopped like professionally playing and so I just sort of said I'd jump in if they needed anybody and then anyways and then it just one thing led to another and um yeah signed and ready to go for the start of the season you make it sound like you're Michael Corleone and the godfather just when you thought you were out they sucked you back in <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it a little bit, yeah. So, but obviously yeah. you wanted to. So, somebody somewhere yeah, there's a little voice in your head going, "I'm not done. I can play." Yeah, I mean, I think that. Um, I mean, all through COVID, actually, I was back home in Vancouver playing pickup all the time with a bunch of Irish guys, actually. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, I still get a kick out of playing, and um, yeah, I still. I, I kind of like the idea of just kind of even challenging myself to just give it one more crack, and obviously. Like, I think I really like the idea of obviously helping younger players and helping them get off on a good foot. And so, yeah, just kind of uh, worked out in Albin. The new coach is awesome. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. You quite clearly, Kira, have the, the travel bug as well. Just looking at some of the countries you've, you've played uh, at the highest level in USA, Canada, Denmark, Norway, Australia, Ireland. Like, it's the United Nations, essentially. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I mean, I never in a million years would have guessed I would have gone all those places. But yeah, I, I was very lucky. I had a really great career. And um, yeah, I mean, I think you learn something every place you go and every country is different. And um, yeah, I, I definitely was very lucky with the places I've gotten to go and the things I've gotten to see. So I suppose at your stage of your career, you know, as you say, Treaty United struggled last year. So is there an element of taking on a, a new kind of challenge, you know, a, a club that that had a bad year and, and it gives you an experience as, as, as one of the, the top players to, to do something about it and to kind of take the club back to where they want to be. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, obviously, I was really lucky to get a chance. I'm Canadian, obviously. <laughs> Whenever I, people comes out that I played for Ireland, people are always a little confused that I lack an accent <laughs> or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've always, I, I mean, my two biggest passions are helping. Like, I, I really do want to be a part of growing the game in Ireland, obviously giving back to the opportunity I got. And then, obviously, with Canadian girls, like, helping them as well. And so it kind of... Yeah, it's like a nice merge. And then I think also I'm always someone that like as a player even was a bit of an underdog. And I like I like situations coming in. Um, yeah, and even in the situation that Treaty's in and I like a challenge and I like to be a part of like, you know, growing and building things. So I, I think all things considered, it kind of, yeah, it checks a lot of boxes. Do you want to be a coach? Is that also part of your future? Um, I... 
I enjoy coaching for sure. Um, I, I did my UEFA B actually in Ireland, um, God, like 10 years ago now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think coaching is something I enjoy. Is it like something that I want to make a prime focus in my life? I'm not sure. I've sort of done a lot of different things, um, since I retired. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of, to be honest, it's kind of like the first time that I'm like heavily dipping my foot back into the soccer scene, so to speak. So I'll just sort of see how it goes and it definitely could be something in the future. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not something that I'm like set on doing either. It's, it's amazing how, how um, the game has moved on as well. And there seem to be a lot more female coaches getting involved. Like I was reading as well, even when you did that UFAB license, uh, Kira in Dublin, what was it 40 odd people doing the course and you were the only woman on, on the course? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, and to be honest, it was an incredible experience, but I'll never forget. Like I didn't really, I was really busy at the time. And the night before I got on the flight, I like checked through the email list and like, as I got to like the third line started almost getting a panic, like not seeing any female names. <laughs> and then anyways, and then like rocking into, I can't even remember the, I think Bewley's or one of the hotels by the airport. And like, just walking into a lobby full of men and, you know, whatever, being the only female there. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's the game and coaching, all of it's changed so much in the last 10 years. But um, yeah, it was, it, to be honest, it was actually a really, really positive, awesome experience. I met a lot of amazing people that have gone on to do tons of great things. And um, yeah, it was, it was really, I actually, funny story, I didn't actually know, I didn't really follow the men's premiership at the time. And um, I guess I didn't know, but Mila Yednak, who I think was Australia's captain, was uh, in the course. And I, I had no idea who he was. And I, um, yeah, that night, the guy, after the first night, the guys were all excited that there was premiership guys in the, in the course. And anyways, I played with Mila that day and like, thought he was pretty good. <laughs> anyways, and everyone got a pretty good kick out of the fact that like, yeah, when I said, oh, yeah, like, I played with Mila today, I thought he was pretty good. And they're like, here, he's the captain of Australia and Crystal Palace. Like, I think he's a little more than pretty good. But anyways, yeah, so it was a really cool experience to get a just mix in with, like, guys that were super supportive and obviously a lot of amazing players there, too. Is that how you ended up in Oz? The Yednak influence? What's, uh, to be honest, that, um, like kind of being around those guys, I was kind of at the tail end and a bit burnt out at that point with soccer. And I, it actually really did was like a big shot in the arm for me. And actually I did go on and play in Australia. It was kind of a fluke that it ended up that like, you know, Amelia Nack was at the, at the course. And then that's the country I went to right after. But um, yeah, no, just being around like those players and just like, just seeing how well they did things. And like, I don't know, it was kind of the same thing where I'm like, I think I've got a little bit of like juice left in the tank and I'm going to go for it. So yeah. Your your story is is quite um, inspiring. I think is a is a is a word to use, Kira, because when you read about kids who, you know, I think about someone like Peter Canavan in Irish Gaelic football who was told he was too small and would never make it in the, in in the game. Even from your perspective, like you know, not getting picked for teams as, as a youngster, and I know you got the scholarship to Yale, um, but you know, even when you get the scholarship, not getting picked for games with Yale University, and yet you never gave up. There's 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 a lesson in that in that I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, yeah, I definitely was a player that, like, I don't know, just was kind of, like, almost, like, the, you want to call it, like, the muscle of resilience, I guess. I sort of, um, from, like, right at the beginning, to be honest, when I was, like, 13, I was the last pick for, like, the team I got on. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think with, you know, some things we're naturally good at and naturally um, you know, just kind of are able to, you know, very easily kind of do and other things come a little bit harder. And I think for me, 
yeah, soccer was always something that I had to kind of just keep fight and get better. And then, you know, like not make a team or sit on a bench and then just like keep working. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's like been like a great life lesson as well. And just learned a lot about sort of controlling your own destiny and and like deciding yourself how far you want to go. And yeah, just like a lot of a lot of really good life lessons, I think, for me, not having really a very linear career in terms of how it's all gone. But um, yeah, so I mean, like this kind of is like the is like almost like a perfect cherry on top to all of like a not a very conventional career the whole way through, I think it's fair to say. That muscle of resilience that you talk about, I know you've spoken um, quite openly as well in interviews in the past about your, your mother's battle with, with multiple sclerosis. Um, I mean, the mu- muscle of resilience, you know, you must have taken so many lessons and, and continue to take lessons from, from someone like that, uh, such a huge part of your life and someone who's, who's shown so much fight. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's the biggest thing, like when you have somebody in your house that, you know, can't you know, get around or it's a, everything's a struggle and she does it with like a super positive attitude. So I think, you know, if you're not getting selected for a team or, you know, I think from a very young age, I had a lot of perspective in terms of just what actual disappointment and hard things were, you know? So I think it kind of made me maybe have things in perspective and just kind of, yeah, just see somebody that was like, obviously very close to me that still is close to me that, um, yeah, that's always had a struggle herself. So it's sort of, yeah, it was kind of a, like I said, it put things in perspective. Like you can't get that upset over like not getting picked or, you know, like I said, when, when I come home and watch my mom, you know, like struggling to, I don't know, just even for her trying to keep her body like going and stuff. So um, yeah, I a hundred percent, that was a huge um, influence for me in terms of having a great example, really like uh, to put all of it in perspective. Uh, we've obviously just uh, qualified for the World Cup for the first time in our history. Is it a coincidence that you're suddenly reminding the Ireland selectors of your availability by jetting back to Ireland and going, hey, look at me? <laughs> no, I I mean, that's definitely, I mean, it's an amazing accomplishment. And I think it's incredible that the, yeah, I mean, I think it's unbelievable that they made it. And, and I mean, I, I just even to see all the, like how they stood up five years ago or whatever it was with the whole thing with the, you know, I, I was definitely changed in the toilets into my Ireland tracksuit. Um, so I just think it's an amazing accomplishment. The young players that they have are incredible. Um, Vera's obviously done an amazing job with the team. But um, no, I'd say it's purely coincidental from like a timing perspective, for sure. We've got Canada in the group as well. Um, how are we going to get on against them? Um, I mean... They're a very talented team for sure. And there's a lot of really young, exciting players. But I just think that, I mean, the fact that Ireland's beaten some very, you know, legitimate teams over the last 18 months. And and I mean, I think they're the kind of team with the kind of, you know, just ability that I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it past them to pull an upset like they're capable of it. So um, yeah, it'll be, I mean, it'll be a fun group, obviously, also with Australia in the group. Like I'm familiar with them probably more than other teams as well. So it'll be a, I'm actually probably going to be in Australia I'm going to um, speaking at a conference there while it's going on so I'm hoping to catch some games that's a good that is a good uh, coincidence of, <laughs> of timing for sure um, I, just uh, we get criticised sometimes in this show for getting uh, overly excited about young talent coming through but it feels like legitimately this is a, a good Ireland team that we should be getting excited about that's just qualified for a World Cup and that has the nucleus of a good squad of players I'm not quite sure whether or not the talent coming through in the, the next generations if we're ready to build on it um, and I hope we are but are we right to get quali- carried away it's a World Cup year Ireland going we're not, we've, we've got a little bit of a chance of pulling off some upsets we should be getting carried away right? 
I mean, I, I think I, I mean, I'm a big believer of like, believe anything's possible. And I mean, I think, I mean, there's incredible veterans on the team, like Neve Fahi and Louise Quinn um, I and Diane Caldwell and Anya and lots of them that um, were, you know, young players when I was there that are amazing. And then obviously like Denise O'Sullivan and like, there's some seriously like world-class talent on the team. So yeah, I mean, I, I I think that they've got as good of a shot as anybody. And and I think you just, you never know in those sorts of environments. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, 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 it's exciting. And actually something that really cool that happened last week was I was um, I'm over in Thailand and I just started talking to an Irish guy who's not like any way affiliated with soccer. And he brought up that they've qualified for the world cup and referred to Vera Pau as Vera, which I thought was like very cool that like women's soccer in Ireland is so mainstream now that like, just a random Irish guy is like referring to the national team manager by her first name. So yeah, I mean, I think there's like great excitement and buzz from what I can see. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're capable of pulling off upsets for sure. So yeah, I say for sure, get excited about it. There's plenty of room in that bandwagon. Kira, great stuff. Enjoy your time in treaty. Thanks a million. Thanks so much. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.